Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Kiki Connects. She is a transformational guide. She facilitates supportive spaces in order to step into the true and authentic you in the grooviest ways possible. Through her guidance, we can explore realms you never imagined existed. Without further ado, let's speak with Kiki Connects. How did she get her name? to be Kiki Connect. Well, find out more in this episode. And I'm trying something different this time around. Usually what I would do is I would um, do a little intro for you while we're on the phone, but then I'm listening to other episodes, other podcasts and they're like, you don't do that when you have somebody important on the line. You do that after the fact. So just jump into the conversation and... Um, you know, not so that I'm not wasting your time. Um, cool. Yeah. Go right there. Yeah, just jump right into it and it'll show itself. Yeah. The introduction will come out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Welcome to a new episode of Hacks and Hobbies. Today, I've got my good friend, Kiki Connects. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's how you're... <laughs> <laughs> It is. That's what my name is. Your last name is Connects. Absolutely. I'm changing it. I'm, I'm originally, of course, my parents didn't, I didn't come out of the womb and they go, oh, Kiki Connects. Perfect. <laughs> but I am originally Kelsey Beth Ringenberg. Okay. And I have been Kiki since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I've been many other nicknames before. Yeah. And Connects came to me a number of years ago because I was changing my email address, Mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. And I originally changed my email address to kelseylistens at gmail.com. Okay. And during that week, I just so happened to be in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And over that week, I don't think I had received more in my lifetime of people coming up to me and just vomiting their problems onto me. It was <laughs> because it, you I had, because I put my email as Kelsey listens. And also at that time, I wasn't even going by Kelsey. I was going mm. by Kiki. Yeah. And, and I started to realize, holy moly, I do not want to be someone that is just here to listen. I'm here to yeah. connect people. Mm-hmm. And thus, I got rid of that email and I became kikiconnects at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And then it has just stuck because I realized that the name that I give myself, the name that I want to become and, and the alias, the different mm-hmm. superhero cape that I want to put on yeah. is the person who is connecting myself to me in a deeper way so that I can help others and support others do the same. And my, my mission in this world is to face the disconnection of this world by being even more deeply connected than myself so that we can all rise in this 
feeling like we are all one and we are all a part of the same earth. We are all part of the same ripple effect. And ever since I started calling myself Kiki Connects, it's my name on my Instagram. It's my name on my Facebook. I, it's my sign off on my emails and people know me more as Kiki Connects now, which is really cool. (laughs) That's your brand. That's your personal brand right there. It's, it's my brand. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Kiki Connects is who's on the line with us. We got we got a little, you know, peek into how she got her name and yeah. you know, a little bit of journey behind all about Kiki. So Kiki, tell us a little bit about yourself. What where do you hail from? What's so awesome, you know, that brought you to this point in time today? Mm-hmm. You know, in 2020, who is Kiki versus who you were and what's your mm. journey, you know, seem look like? Good question. I am. What's so interesting about me is that I feel as if I have had so many different lives up until this now moment. Mm. And I am about to turn 30. And if I were to think about the last five to 10 years of my life, Mm. I've lived in five different countries, more cities than I can even count. I've had, I've delved into and experimented with so many different areas of professionalism and what Mm. that means for me. And I've spent a lot of my time really asking the question of what the heck am I here to do? And what is it that I want to, what is it that is my passion? And for so many years, I was in the experimentation phase of my life, figuring out, okay, cool. I like that. Let's see what that does and and what happens in this sort of trajectory. And, oh, nope, don't like that. And Mm -hmm. so it's just been this constant trial and error experience to understand that all those little puzzle pieces I didn't know at the time but they were coming together and they were allowing me to now I see it as this bird's eye view and it's as if all the knowledge I've received over however many years all of the wisdom that I carry it was way up in my headspace for so long and now it's just dropped into my body Mm -hmm. and I feel so deeply in alignment with what I am doing and the person that I show up in and show up as so I don't know if that totally answers your question but I've I've lived so much it's like you know what are the most interesting things about you is like how much time do you have man (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. That's no. That was that was pretty pretty accurate, short and sweet. So, yeah. what are the different you know countries did you get to live in? Because I've been, I've lived in three countries in total and um, many different states. I think three different states altogether. But it's it's been a journey as well, right? So, mm. and that's that's been over the past forty three years that that I've been around. And like you said, you know, you, you try different things and you like some things and you don't like the other things. And then, you know, you move towards the things that you like. 
And a lot of the times we're told what to do. We're told, we're told what we're supposed to be learning and not really experimenting. We're, you know, early on in, in school, we're taught to avoid failure, which is, I mean, failure is a taboo, which is really stupid because that is how you learn and how you grow. So tell, you know, tell me what different cities did you hail from or got to live mm. in? I have lived in five different countries, like I said before. I was born here in the United States in Nashville, Tennessee. And I've lived in Arizona, New Mexico, different parts of Southern California. Then I moved to Australia at the age of 15. And I lived there for 10 years. And during that time, I lived in Brisbane. I lived in Sydney. I lived in the Gold Coast. And I, people, a lot of the time they ask, where are you from? And that question for me used to be super difficult to answer because I genuinely did not feel as if I were from one specific place. And I spent half my life in the US, half of my life in Australia, and I have two passports dual citizenship. So I felt deeply half-half. I felt half Australian, half American for many, many years of my life. And then I also speak Spanish, and that's a huge part of me too. And so I lived in Spain for a while, came back to Australia, and decided that I wanted to live in Colombia. So I lived in Colombia for a year and a half in Bogota. During that time, I was, it was beautiful. It really was. Colombia is such a beautiful country. And now that I look back in hindsight, I really think that it was the impetus to get me back into the United States. And I hadn't been back in the U.S. for 12 years. I'd tra traveled and visited here and visited yeah. family and friends, but hadn't lived here in 12 years. And I got this message from God one day when I was in Colombia, asking me, okay, where do you want to go next? Mm -hmm. Because you, I wasn't having a very, I wasn't having a good amount of luck with living in Colombia and being able to survive and able to earn the money that I needed in order to thrive in the ways that I wanted to. And I also didn't want to continue being an English teacher. So I gave it to God. So where do you want me to go? Do you want me to go to the U.S.? Do you want me to go to Australia? And in that moment, no joke, I had a friend of mine that I knew from elementary school in San Diego message me out of the blue. And he had just so happened to be living in Santa Cruz and had a room open up in the exact moment that I needed it. Yeah. And so I moved to Santa Cruz, California. I lived there for a little bit of time. And that was, quite honestly, one of the hardest transitions I've ever done because I didn't like the U.S. for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Outside of the U.S., it's not seen as, it's not highlighted <laughs> as, no. as, the, as the most uh, expansive place to go to in the world. Yeah. And I really went on that train and didn't like to call myself American. I called myself Australian. I had a thicker mm -hmm. Australian accent back then. So I came to the U.S., had a hard time, struggled with lots and lots of different identity crises and 
trying to really figure out who I was. Yeah. And so I decided after eight months that I was going to leave us, leave the U.S. And I decided to go to India because my mom was living there. Mm-hmm. I lived there for a good few months, working at the work, the job that she was at, and making my lunch in the morning going (laughs) and it was it was really fun it was really really fun i was actually helping to teach spanish to a bunch of students who were at an international school in india Mm -hmm. and that was hilarious and amazing and then i received guidance from someone in my dreams and that someone was tony robbins of all people (laughs) he came to me in my dreams and told me to come to the u.s i'm not even kidding Uh, so i decided then there that i was gonna move back to the united states Mm -hmm. i booked a ticket back to the u.s booked uh booked his unleash the power of within seminar in newark new jersey Mm-hmm. And since that moment, that was in July of 2017, I have been back in the U.S. And since I've been back here, I've lived in Chicago for a year and a half. I lived in Nashville for a couple of months. And now I'm here in Los Angeles. Nice. And I've been here for about six months. Wow. And I, I believe that I feel it in my heart that I'm really going to stay in L.A. for a while. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. LA is a great place to be. I mean, I grew up near LA um, mm-hmm. when I was in California. And it's a crazy place. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was never near LA, but uh, the people are really, really chill and relaxed. And, and you build an immediate connection with people around you there. It's really mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, for me specifically, I find that it's almost like the creative Disneyland for adults. Mm. Whatever you want to do, the more eccentric you are, the better you're going to be received. (laughs) Yeah. And I am an incredibly eccentric being, and I love to express myself in all the different forms and I know that I'm here to shake some stuff up for people by mm-hmm. just me being myself and stepping into myself wholeheartedly yeah. and completely. And I find that over the last six months, not even, I don't even think I've been here for six months, but mm-hmm. in the short amount of time that I've been here in LA, things have just happened and flowed so easily and effortlessly into me and into what it is that I want to do in my life and and my career choice. And it's just, I'm so incredibly grateful that I chose this path that I did. And yeah, I had to go through the last 30 years of my head in my hands going, what the, ah," you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now I finally feel that the weight has been lifted. The veil has been lifted. The rose colored glasses are turned off. Whatever analogy you want to use. And it's go time. And I find that that's a collective feeling for a lot of people too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 2020 is us about, it's, it's about us initiating ourselves into this new earth paradigm, understanding that we are all creative beings mm-hmm. and whatever way you want to express that creativity, you're going to be supported. No, you're absolutely right. The, the, the year 2020, you know, it's, it's, it almost was like a dream for all of us 
Mm. And it's like, yeah, we are in 2020. What are you going to do? 30 years ago, <laughs> you know, used to be 1970s. Now, 30 years ago is 1990. Mm. And with the, with the communication and the social media that's available to us today and now enables the world be world to be so much closer together and with the advent of technology the advent of you know people being more open about who they are and you know mental health is getting a lot of attention from so many different places because a lot of uh, important people have you know faced that kind of thing and it's been around for a while it's it's caused a lot of trouble so I think we are entering an era where being open is what, you know, it, it's going to get you closer to who your audience or who your vibe is, you know. Mm. Yeah, closer to yourself. Understanding exactly. that, that the more we continue to open ourselves and be vulnerable in the spaces that feel a little uncomfortable, being okay to step into the discomfort, we're going to be received maybe not the way that we're expecting, mm. but it's going to surpass what we were expecting. And we're going to receive exactly what we needed in that moment for us to be in our mission, be in our purpose. And exactly. that's what I really love about what's mm -hmm. going on. Like you just said, we are in this together. It mm -hmm. really does feel as if 2020, we all have done this collective whew, sigh. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, what a <laughs> decade that was just passed. <laughs> and exactly. now it's time to, to really step into ourselves and yeah. really step up. Exactly. Got to step it up. And, yeah. Step it up. Mm -hmm. And, and what's amazing, um, <clears throat> the other day I was watching Neil deGrasse Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, talking with Stephen Colbert. And um, what was amazing is that he was, he was mentioning the world, uh, the EPA, the World Health Organization, the, the climate, and the, the Earth Day is coming in April, I believe. Mm. And... Um, and they're like, and he's like, let me tell you the history of, you know, because Earth Day is going to turn 50 years old this year. It's, mm. be it's because, and it, it, it all came together is when people went onto the moon and they, they turned back and they looked at Earth and they had never seen Earth like that before. It changed the per perspective of everybody because you can no longer see the borders. You can no longer see the names of the countries. All you mm. saw was water, land, and clouds. Mm -hmm. This is where we live, and we're all in this together. So, yes, and with, with coronavirus going around like this, right now, it doesn't care which part of the world you're from. No, it's going to affect every single person. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we are in this together, and what we can do is to be compassionate towards each other and build a better world. Mm -hmm. You know, like Michael yeah. Jackson saying, saying, you know, make this you world a better world, place. Make it a better, better place. place. 
for, for you, you and, and for me, for me and, the and the entire human race. race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I love Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh my God. You know, I love him too. When he passed away, mm -hmm. I was so devastated. I was so yeah. devastated. It was, it was, it was insane. August, 2006. I remember where I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, thank you for mentioning coronavirus because for me, it feels as if it is a huge initiation for every mm -hmm. single one of us and every single one of us is being asked, how do you want to step into this and how do you want to show up for yourself yeah. and the greater collective? Yeah. And there is a lot of fear mongering, of course. There's mm -hmm. a lot of fear paradigms going on, a lot of lack, a lot of scarcity. Yes. And it's asking each and every single one of the individuals, okay, there is this fear, there is this mass hysteria. Mm -hmm. Are you prepared to put on your rainbow warrior suit and step into that grounded space for everybody else who's in a space of chaos? Yeah. Or do you want to step into that fear? And that's okay too, because mm -hmm. everyone's on their own timeline. Everyone's in their own process of things. Exactly. And when this stuff arises, we are being asked, how do you want to show up? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do you and want to step, step up into love or fear? That's really what it boils out down to. It is. Yeah. What are you mm -hmm. going to do? And um, it's just, it's just mind-boggling what's happening. And everybody's asking the question, why is why are people hoarding toilet paper? Right. I don't get it. I haven't read the 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 article CNN wrote, like why is people why are people hoarding toilet paper? It makes it, it's wackadoodle doo, man. That's yeah. that's honestly that's my my scientific answer to that is it is all wackadoodle-doo, hoo-ha, hippity-doo-blah. It is just so funny that that is where we're at. You go to the grocery store, there's an abundance of food out there. Mm -hmm. there's, no to there's no toilet paper, no paper towels, no tissues. <laughs> I mean... What's going to be next? Um, you know, um, what is going to be next? Is it going to be you know, to towels, maybe mm -hmm. towels are running out. But again, you know, you, you gotta look wild. at, you gotta look at what's sustainable. Mm -hmm. why, why aren't people getting the things that are sustainable rather than things that aren't? It's, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. I guess one yeah. of the things that they are also mentioning that you want to use tissues, you know, you know, whatever, and then you throw it away because it includes it has the germs sure i guess that makes sense but if you're isolating yourself i don't know i don't know if i want to get into that <laughs> mm. but uh that's the state of the world so tell tell us uh you know what motivates you what are the things that you do and what are you doing on a daily basis mm. what is it that you do yeah, what's a day in the life? Yeah, what's a day in the life? Kiki Connects. Yeah, Kiki Connects. Day in the life. I wake up in the morning and I do my ritual, of course. Normally what that entails is I meditate. And I meditate for between 33 to 60 minutes. 
just depending on what my day looks like. And mm-hmm. then I like to prime myself afterwards. So every single time after I meditate, I set an alarm for seven minutes. And I, this is an activity that I received from a workshop with Kyle Cease. I don't know if you know him or are aware mm-hmm. of him, but he's a, he's a really cool motivational speaker dude who mm-hmm. used to be on SNL and this big comedian type and he changed the trajectory of his life and became a motivational speaker mm-hmm. and he he does this activity where you put on an alarm for seven minutes yeah and in that seven minutes you choose a time in the future and you anchor yourself into that time you act as if you are there and you talk about all the things and all the thing, all the things that you have accomplished from that moment. So you're putting everything, all your goals and aspirations and your dreams into the future as if it's already happened. Mm-hmm. And I find that when I slip into that space and when I do that every single day, I have physically felt and noticed mentally and emotionally that worry and stress and anxiety just melts off of me. Yeah. Because no longer am I worried about what's going on in the future. Mm-hmm. There's, I really believe that there are a lot of people who like to talk about the past a lot more or they go more so into the future. Mm-hmm. I'm much more of a future thinker and yeah. sometimes that can create a lot of anxiety for me. And so I use this activity every single morning to dissolve that. So anyways, that's, that's me in a nutshell mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. And what I do every single day is I support men who are lost and struggling and I help them find their power again. I call myself a men's birthing coach Mm -hmm. because I, I am, yes, of course, the coach, transformational mentor, all the regular jargon and everything, but I wanted to set myself up Mm -hmm. a little bit outside of the spectrum that people would normally think of those words. And I do that. I also, I also am writing a book right now called nice. Mindfuck to Mind Starvation. And it's all about ways in which the mind can be worked with instead mm. of demonized. And it talks about all my crazy stories and going into the experience of ascending to a higher level of consciousness and what that really means and what we can do and how we cannot feel alone anymore. Because we're never truly alone. We're always surrounded around people, of course, but also we can tap into other frameworks, different levels of God and different levels of angels and ascended masters. And they're here to help us. They're here to help us move forward with our direct mission. And so my book that I'm currently writing and it's set to be published in August. Nice. And my book that I'm currently writing is to support people through their process and also talk about mine Mm -hmm. and be vulnerable and honest about where I've been and how I got to where I am right now. That's really powerful. I love it. Yeah. So it's cool. I have, I have an entire I have a big whiteboard mm. in my office. That's and what's, that's what I'm missing. 
Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't have a whiteboard yes. in my office. Oh my gosh. I have a huge whiteboard in my office and I've got a bunch of colors and mm-hmm. I see this every single day when I wake up and I come here in the morning. It's got my goals for the month of March. Yeah. And every single day I look at the title of my book and it says it's a New York times bestseller. And I slip back into that space. Mm-hmm. If there's any, if there's ever any time where, and then it tells, you know, I support men who are lost and struggling. I, find, yeah. I help them find their power again. Boom, done. So I know what I'm here for. I know what I'm, what I'm currently working on. And every single day when I slip into a space of self-doubt or anxiety or stress about, oh shit, what am I going to do? No, I have daily check-ins with myself of, okay, what could I do right now? All right, let's let's close our eyes and let's imagine myself sitting on the couch couch with Oprah and she's holding up my book (laughs) and we're laughing and we're giggling. And then I open my eyes and it's go time, baby, because that's where I want to go. And every single day, I think there's a misconception of the amount of self-work that it really does take because in the collective sphere, in the general population, there's so much fear and so much scarcity. And we have got to continue remembering and reminding ourselves of what we're here to do, who we are. And that is something that doesn't just happen overnight. It's like going to the gym and exercising that muscle every single day and continuously throughout the day. And it never ends for me. That is so, that is so correct because you've got to put in the time. Mm-hmm. You've got to put in the work. And what's what's crazy, what we've been raised as, you know, sure, we have that mindset, okay, I already went to school. I already got my degree. Why do I need to work anymore? Mm-hmm. Right? I don't need to work on myself anymore because I want to I, I have this degree. And people, mm-hmm. you know, f- you know, fly those degrees around like, hey, I have a bachelor, I have a master's, I have a PhD, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to do I don't need to do anything else because people just need to pay me because I did this thing in the past. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of growing their mindset and growing and having a goal sheet and growing on a daily basis. And you're absolutely absolutely right. People do not think about the the time that it takes to actually build yourself up. Mm. And what happens is when you're going to school, you're constantly learning, you're growing your mind, and you're, you're basically building that muscle in your brain. But then after you're done, when you're not learning anymore is when you start getting depressed, is when you start getting, uh, you know, disarrayed. Oh, and then that's where the rat race and the routine comes into play where, okay, oh, Friday nights, we're going to go out partying, you know, mm. for what reason? no reason we're just too tired of working like while why are you working where you need to you know spend all this money and waste all your money and and your mind and muscle and brain cells and and partying because you just want to disconnect from who you are Mm. to be somebody who you want to be so why don't you just meld the two people together Mm. and you know what i think it is i think the lack of fulfillment occurs when there's no purpose and when there's no growth yes and and those are the most pivotal experiences that we have to help us 
tap into our creativity because every single person is here to be creative. Yes. Whatever way that means for you, go for it. Yeah. And there and therein lies the purpose and therein lies the growth. Because when you're constantly stepping in that space of creativity with curiosity, there's always going to be some sort of challenge or obstacle that you need to overcome. And therein lies that growth. When yes. you step into that and then you feel so fulfilled because holy shit, I just I didn't know how to do that and now I do. And mm-hmm. I had no idea what the solution to that was. And then here it is. And wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And I think that the system that we have now and what you were talking about, that nine to five system going to work mm-hmm. and then having to oh just hang in there and trying to wait it out until Friday and then, oh shit, yeah. it's Monday again. And yes. ah, oh goodness gracious, what do I do? It's because there's no growth and there's no purpose. And amongst many, many other things, of course. Exactly, yeah. But I really do believe that it boils down to those two things. No, it does. And and um, what's really amazing about living in this time and space is that we have access to all sorts of technology, all sorts of learning you know, tools. And you just have to have an open mind to be able to go out and reach, search for that thing. And um, it's just crazy. Like, I can't, can't, remember, can't even put my finger on it, but recently I watched Tony's um, documentary. Mm, I hadn't seen yeah. it. You know, I'm not your guru. I hadn't seen it before. I heard about it mm. and I, I love Tony. Uh, I discovered him about uh, 17 years ago. I was um, traveling for work. And it was like 2 a.m. 2 a.m. at the 2 a.m. at night. 2 a.m. you know, after night. Oh, what? I don't know how to say it, but um, I was watching TV and there's an informational informational came up. It was Tony Robbins, of course, <laughs> talking about his personal power. And I I watched him and I watched it and I'm like, holy smokes, who is this man? Mm. I must order his CDs. So. I ordered his CDs and it's never been the same. So I watched and that was this 17 show. years ago. That was 17 years ago. Wow. And so I, you know, I've been following his journey and um, just earlier today, one of, one of my connections on LinkedIn just posted a video about how Unleash the Power Within and Tony's coming to uh, Australia in September. And he's how, and he's, you know, basically into, encouraging everybody to go and check it out so i messaged on there and he's like wow that's really cool and I'm, I'm thinking like the journey that tony robbins took himself is mind-boggling like he started at the age of 15 or you know a much younger age to get put like good putting good putting good stuff in his bed you know his in his mind mm-hmm. and so i've been i've been um and I've been also watching his videos on, uh, you know, Knowledge Builder Blueprint. Um, and it's so powerful because those same things keep coming up. And you're right. You know, you've got to have a whiteboard. You've got to have some place that you see every day that has mm-hmm. 
what goals do you have for today? What are you yeah. going to do today with your life? Yeah. That's going to get you to that next level Absolutely. that you want to be. And so I'm thinking, I'm, I'm looking around my office. I'm like, okay, I can put a whiteboard somewhere here for sure. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Whiteboard, need... whiteboard, alarms on your phone, reminding yes. yourself, okay, sit down for a second, be present with yourself. Yes. Remind yourself what you came here for. And, or a lot of people think, oh, you just got to sit on the couch. No, you can't just sit on the freaking couch. No, you, you can't. You have to step up and yes. take a stand for yourself. Yeah. And there are so many people that are going to go on that hamster wheel over and over and over and over again. Talk about the story that they're in. Tell yeah. themselves that they want to change, but not actually get off that hamster wheel. They're going to try and look at the same thing that got them on the hamster wheel, the same mm -hmm. strategy. Yeah. It's like that Einstein quote, you know, you can't solve a, sol solve a problem with the same solution that got you into, or whatever it is, you know what I'm trying yes. to say. Yes. But the mindset you're in is so not going to solve the problem that you have. You yes. Change your mindset. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it is so true. You have to take a stand for yourself mm -hmm. and say, okay, I'm changing this right now. And having a community having some tangible tools, tangible and tactical tool, tactical, tactical tools, mm -hmm. and then also holding yourself accountable for this Yes, because this is a job essentially, but it's the best job in the world yes. is figuring out who you are and what you want to do in order to serve. It's amazing, right? Because <sighs> you get to, you get to work you get to play with the operating system that you already have access to you don't need to go buy anything else no just put new stuff in it yeah you gotta look within knowing mm -hmm. that everything that you have is accessible to you in this now moment and there's so much of the looking at the external and everything and i get that we i totally understand that we do need support from mentors and everything because also they're just our mirrors reflecting back to us what we have inside yes so it's it's all whatever it is that makes you feel comfortable in figuring out who you are go and do it right for the people mm -hmm. that are going to be listening to this podcast if you're looking for a sign <laughs> this is it yes <laughs> this, this is, is it. a sign go. step into your yeah this yes. is a sign. Go figure yourself out. Sit with yourself for a second. Whatever the first idea or thought comes up, go and do that. Find a community. Reach out to someone. If there's some sort of course that you've been wanting to do, but it's $200 even and you can't afford, no, put it on a credit card. Boom, done. Yeah. Your body wants to do that. There's just a space of fear that's, that's in your way. And all of these boundaries are telling you no, but you know deeply in your heart that this is a yes we've just been packaged with so many programs that are overshadowing what's truly us and what is us is purpose exactly. and service mm. absolutely what's what's beautiful is um i watched this 2019 uh commencement speech for cal poly pomona the other day and it's given by this gentleman. And he's like, you know, I don't even remember who gave the commencement speech when I was graduating. And I want you to remember who I am. Mm. So he took off his black gown and he's wearing this 
bright jacket that's got LED lights all around it. <laughs> and on the back, it says his name, Ashraf.、Mm-hmm. And he gave one of the most amazing speeches, the commencement speeches that I've ever you know, heard. And it was so inspiring, so powerful.、Uh, it just blew my mind. And、um, he was like, Do you want to know the reason why we are on this earth? There's two main reasons, but I'll tell you the second one. And the second one is we are here to help other people.、Mm-hmm. That's it. And when you help other people, guess what? You grow as a human being, you grow as a person that you were meant to be. Mm-hmm. And his name is Ashraf Habibullah. And、uh, he himself is a structural engineer. He's like, do you know、mm. what structural engineers are? These are the people that design the structures that go inside buildings, you know, buildings to make sure that they can withstand winds and earthquakes and whatnot. You know, these are the people that are invisible. But then you don't need to be invisible. To share what, who you are. So it's, it's really powerful.、Mm. And、so、the one thing that, he, the, so the number one thing, the reason that we are on this earth is to worship, is to pray. And、oh, absolutely. meditation is a form of prayer because you are praying, you are centering yourself, you are, you know, appreciating the human body that we have, which is a miracle. It's a miracle how our body even you know, works, like the mechanics around it. It's, it's just amazing.、Mm, yeah, prayer. I love that you said that、mm. because, and I really truly feel that. I have a grandmother who is one of the most devoted. People to God that I have ever met in my entire life.、Mm-hmm. And I have seen this woman through prayer and through worship go through three different types of cancer. One was breast,、wow. one was through the body, and I think the other one was, I can't remember exactly at this time. And then she spent 10 years taking care of my grandfather who had very heavy Alzheimer's. And she is now. 90 years old, and she's still living on the farm that she grew up in and she raised her kids in by herself.、Wow. And I see her totally committed to showing up every single day,、yeah. even though she doesn't have much, you know, she's 90 years old. What、mm-hmm. does she have to do? Right. Yeah. <laughs> But she's still taking care of that farm、mm-hmm. and figuring it out for herself and waking up every single morning and doing her exercises. She just Broke her leg two years ago and she's、oh, wow. driving again,、wow. her right leg. And it's just, it's incredible. And I'm、That's、so grateful that I've had that experience to watch her in her devotion、mm-hmm. because it really, it's worship prayer, it's being devoted to that.、Yes. And understanding that it's so powerful. And I also had that come full circle for me. Last year, I started. Getting into the more of the indigenous communities in、mm-hmm. South Dakota,、yeah. more specifically the Lakota Sioux. 
mm-hmm. community up there. And I learned during that time, I spent a very large amount of time going to sweat lodges and praying and praying to all different types of gods mm-hmm. and all different types of spirits and earth spirits and the star spirits and everything in between. Mm-hmm. And I started to really see myself in a different light and see myself shift. Yeah. So not only do I have the beautiful grandmother that has also gifted me, my father, who has the devotion as well that he's received from his mom. And I've seen all of that combine to such a love and compassion for being. And I've also seen it in a different space that I wasn't truly expecting and really seeing the power that prayer can do. And just like meditation, meditation can also be a prayer. It's setting the intention for that which Absolutely. also brings it all down into intention. Yeah. We can we can be praying and we can be devoted to everything that we are doing. It just depends on what intention we want to create with that. Exactly. With everything that we do. Yeah. And That's so it was Yeah, it was and it's it's exactly like like for example, right before I got on this call and I thanked you and I thanked God for giving me the wisdom and courage to step into what exactly this conversation needs in order for the people who are listening to to live their purpose, to be in joy and to receive the clarity that they're seeking. Yeah. And then I just sent it out to God. So thank you. I love it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. we we did a lot of conversation we had. <laughs> we went from your journey to where you've lived to the journey to God and to journey to our mind and space. And, you know, it's, it's been, it's been an, an awesome conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for showing up in the way that you do and having that wisdom and having that courage to be in this space, holding this container for people to awaken in whatever way, shape, and form they need to. Yeah. And I really admire that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I do have a couple of questions, quick questions. Yeah, of course. Towards the end. All right. What is one hobby that you wish you got into? Ooh, music. Mm. Yep. hundred percent without a doubt in my mind, music, because nice. that is, oh, yeah. And that's not something that I'm totally 100% out of. Mm-hmm. I still, I sing a lot and I, I do that, but I, but this year I want to do more of that, not necessarily for professional purposes, but mm-hmm. just to, to keep my creativity going. Yeah. Music mm-hmm. has, music has some very different effects on the mind. Music and dancing actually has helped a lot of people with Alzheimer's. It's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. Like it, it, yeah wakes them up or triggers those memories in their mind that come back and tell them who they are. Mm. Yeah. I have to dance all the time. I Mm -hmm. dance, I would say at least two times a week. Nice. Our next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Oh, that's a hard one. (laughs) You know what I actually did watch Or you can pick a book even. 
Oh, my one of my favorite books that helped me on the trajectory that I'm on right now mm-hmm. is I have it's called The Gene Keys by okay. Richard Rudd. And that is one of the most pivotal, I wouldn't even call it a book. It's more like <laughs> it's more like a textbook. Nice. But it talks about all of the different shadow sides that each one of us carry mm-hmm. and how to ascend through that. And Richard Rudd is a very well-renowned poet throughout mm-hmm. the entire world. And the way in which he articulates himself and articulates what's going on for each one of us, it mm-hmm. is like, ooh, just reading him is activating. Nice. I love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. All right, so you you already told the book that you like. You didn't have a movie or TV show, which is fine. So I'll <laughs> modify the next question. What if you were to pick a book, or what book would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, you know what? I don't know about a book, but I would love... So what... My well, movie, yeah. So the question yeah, would be... what? Yeah, let's let's go to the movie. Let's just switch it up like that. Yeah. What I would love to have is I would love to have my own series. To be completely mm. honest, I don't know if you've ever, you ever watched or you heard of the series Girls by Lena Dunham, which was an HBO series mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Yeah. And uh, I would love to have something similar to that, but just mm-hmm. in my own trajectory of my life. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Who is your favorite superhero? Ooh, my favorite superhero. Hmm. I would say my mom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She's, she's, she is my twin soul. I am so deeply deeply appreciative of the person she is Mm -hmm. and the way in which she shows up every single day and she's not only my mom but she's my best friend she's my therapist and I feel so grateful to even say those things because I know a lot of people don't have that sort of experience with their Mm -hmm. mom my mom knows everything about me and I mean everything and that is that's pretty terrifying if I were to even <laughs> shed a very small percentage to my father or mm-hmm. to anyone else, right? And I am incredibly grateful for her. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up. If you were a board game, what would it be? It would be my own rendition of the game of life, but mm-hmm. in a way that in a way that it was taken off. It's like almost as if Dr. Seuss created mm-hmm. his own game of life and each yeah. of the each of the different parts helped you to challenge yourself through a rhyming limerick of some sort of question that you had to answer yeah. for yourself, but it was yeah. like doing your own experience of self-work, mm-hmm. but told through a way that was so amusing that you were just pulled into this game and you didn't want to leave it and maybe it goes for a couple of days who knows nice and people can come in and out there's no rules essentially about you've got to stay here and go here and do this Mm. it was it's it's the game of life 
Nice. That's really And there's cool. no no one path. So there's a bunch of different paths. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know, there are um, multiple or new board games coming out every month. Maybe it could be something that you could work on after your book is done. <laughs> yeah, I was actually, I've never been asked that question before, but I think that would be a really good board game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Amen. All right. Last question. Where can my audience find you? Mm, great question. It's all Kiki Connects. So kikiconnects.one is O-N-E is my website. And nice. then Instagram is Kiki Connects. My YouTube is Kiki Connects. It's all Kiki Connects. Facebook, I'm Kiki Connects. Nice. And I love having new friends and new connections, making new connections all the time. This is why my name is Connects, right? Mm-hmm. So please, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to all the humans that are listening to this and see what is in store for us. Because I think that if we open the container of, okay, cool, what what can we collaborate with? Or mm-hmm. how can I support you? How can you support me? We're continuing the ripple, ripple effect of all of us coming together in this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Um, just like you've built your um, brand around Kiki Connects, I created mine as Super Janaid a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> so that's where I that's that's you know that's what that's what I call myself everywhere. Um, but I like I like the way you've you've uh, you know taken that and be like that's my official name. I am Kiki Connects. My last mm-hmm. name is Connects. <laughs> yep. It's, um, it's happening. Awesome. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Well, Kiki, thank you so much for your time. Really love talking to you. Uh, and thank you, the next one. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a good one. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on their website, hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.